Greetings, Trouble listeners. Welcome back to the Trouble Men podcast. I am Renee Komen, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original Troubled Man for Trouble Times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Thank you again, Renee, for having me here at the ring room. Yes. Even though you're not a member. No, I'm not. You're not a member. I'm not a member. I don't have the members only jacket yeah, like you, you got. Yeah, I got the members only jacket. <laughs> There's only a few members left. That's right. It's true. Let me tell you about that. No, no, no. I've, uh, I, uh, I don't think I've ever been a member of a uh, country club. Well, this is not a country club. Well, it's no, a, it's the it's ring room. It's a city club. It's the ring room, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yes, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, listen, you know, it's probably the only club I've ever been, you know, asked to not leave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far. So far. Yeah, I've been here about 12 years now. Right on. Well, 12. Things seem to be going yeah. good. But, you know, people yeah. like, like your smiling face. Here. Yeah, they like They react well and, to you, uh, you know. They like all that stuff about me. So what's been going on with you? Well, so we're, uh, you know, making our way through the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. So we had... Uh, it's a season. Season, yeah. It's a whole season. Cause it was, so we had... Uh, uh, last night was the last night of Hanukkah, eighth night. Right. Lit, lit our, our eighth candle. Or, Is uh, that a fire hazard, having so many it, candles? For lit? sure can be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Especially because yeah. a lot of times you'll have these, uh, these uh, a menorah that you got one place... And, you know, the holes are all different sizes, and then right. you get candles wherever you get those Hanukkah, you know, they right. make different size, I mean, right. different makes. They don't always fit snugly in there, so sometimes you'll have, like, the, the, the candle is kind of leaning to one side in the right. hole, you know? Yeah. And, like, if you turn your back on that, if you go in the front room and, I don't know. It's leaning like, to one side in the hole. That's it, what my ex-girlfriend used to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good thing or not yeah. so good? Uh, it was good for her. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, could, she would always say, you're going to lean to that one side? <laughs> <laughs> a little to the left. <laughs> yeah, I said, okay, sure. You know. Yeah, but it, it could be a fire hazard because that, that uh, candle could topple out of there. You know, right, and, uh, yeah. Catch if you had some, yeah. uh, some, some newspapers uh, like... Now, are menorah candles, can you just buy them anywhere, or do you have to go to a certain place to get these candles? Well, I mean, any candle would work, but right. they, they do sell like Hanukkah. Like a birthday candle would work? You could, sure. That's, there's no, no... Even that said, like, one that said four-years-old candle? Well, it, those don't work so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or a five-year-old candle. Yeah, no, those, those big, thick okay. candles don't yeah, work so well, right. you know. But, but yeah, you know... Uh, now, I, are they supposed to burn out by the time you get up the next day? Oh, they burn out much quicker than that. They, oh, really? They burn out in just, uh, like... Like an so hour it's cheap. So. It's cheap wax. It just burns and, out. Well, because the whole thing is you don't want it to be burning all night, really, because, okay. again, it's a fire hazard, you know? I mean, right. I, I mean, I have seen, uh, uh, you know, it's actually to, to get way uh, too technical, a menorah is technically uh, is the symbol of Israel. It has uh, seven branches on it. Uh-huh. The, the, the Hanukkah menorah, it's really a, a Hanukkah. It has... It has Eight branches plus the the lead candle, so it actually has nine candles total. Okay, um, but p- people conflate those; they call both of those a menorah or minorot. Um, so, uh, how do we get on the subject? I mean, we were, so we, so no, we just you were saying that. you were getting over the high holidays. Right, right. Well, well, the, now, the, why the, do they call them the well, high those, holidays? Those aren't the high holidays. What are the high holidays? The high holidays are uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Those so are the why do they holidays. call them high holidays? Well, because they're the, well, uh, Rosh Hashanah is, is the, 
the beginning of the year, and Yom Kippur is the is the holiest day of the year. It's the it's the Day of Atonement. So I don't know. Other than that, I don't know exactly why they call them the High Holidays, so, but it's the Days of Awe that fall between those so two. So the Day of Atonement is where you fast and yes. you don't drink, right? Or, you know, exactly. Like that. Yep. So why do they say High? Because you uh, think you'd want to get high on that day. Well, yeah, you know? not, not allowed to get high either. Yeah, you know, um, but they call them high it's, holidays. It's, it's the, maybe most high is in uh, uh, preeminent, you know, most important holidays. Okay. Al- although, it, although technically Shabbat, you know, every Friday to Saturday is the most important holiday. It's, you know, the rabbis would say more important than, than, than uh, Yom Kippur. But right. you know who's who's comparing? It's it's not important. Now, do you do Shabbat? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. We light candles on. We say prayers on Shabbat. We and have, you you can't have gadgets. Well, and you have to be like because I know my daughter has a friend who's right. whose uh, dad is uh, some kind of rabbi and uh-huh. they do Shabbat. Right. And she can't talk to anyone from sundown to sunrise. Yes. She can't do anything. And all that right. kind they, of stuff. They, all work is prohibited, and, yeah. and work uh, is they they expand that to be. A whole bunch of uh, other classes of behavior, like lighting a fire, that's considered work. So then they'll extrapolate that and say, "Well, I think that's fun lighting since, a fire." Since, uh, well, it's considered <laughs> work. But anyway, so, but but again, we're in America. We're we're uh, you know. Uh, so you don't do gigs on Shabbat? No, no, I do. That's what yeah. I, was, I was getting to. I'm yeah. saying since since we have a cafeteria religion here, right? Um, you know, we pick and choose what seems to resonate with right. us. And you know, some things you know can work, but as a musician, I, I don't have the the luxury of not working on on Friday right. night because. But you keep yeah. your family home locked up. On well, Shabbat. yeah. Well, I, I keep them there anyway. Yeah, they're <laughs> locked up. Seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They can't. They can't. They can't get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of families, uh, you had the uh, the the big. Uh, the family in-law, your your in-laws, big blowout, the Christmas blowout. How was that? That's usually a uh, well. Uh, they do, they do. Uh, my in-laws do Christmas Eve. But then, but then you had the big blowout a couple of days after that. Yeah, right? that's supposed to be because they're such a huge family. That's supposed to be for all the cousins and all that. Okay. But I ended up getting too fucked up, so I never showed up. Oh, really? Yeah, I never. You mean showed just up. before the thing even started? Yeah, or? I never showed up because it's all the way out, like in the burbs and stuff. Right, right. I was like, I'm not going to that because that's usually a you, you've come back with some good stories in the past. Yeah, I know. I I didn't bother this year because okay. I was just tired. Okay. You know, because I, I, I you know work a lot and stuff right. like that, and so. I, we did the Christmas Eve, which was kind of fun. And then Christmas Day was basically, I just, you know, Christmas Day is basically, I wake up and my wife and child start opening presents. Mm-hmm. And then um, they give me my present, which is basically, um, they, it's so sweet. Okay. Every year, every Christmas, uh-huh. they give me an envelope. And in the envelope, there's two checks for $500. And there's a little note saying, sign it. <laughs> sign these. Yeah, sign these. So that's my Christmas okay. morning. And then around after the gifts are all, you know, open and stuff, I start drinking. Mm-hmm. It's around 1030 in the morning. Okay. I start drinking. So you wait a little while. Yeah. Well, because I get up around. Exactly. You don't start early. Yeah. They Please get me. put that next to you your mouth as, I, yeah, as I instructed you earlier. And then yes. around noon. I, you know, I've been drinking for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. I decide to get in my car and start driving. Okay. Well. <laughs> so I really, and I get a go That's cup with me. 
and I drive around for a few hours, um, just you know, thinking you know I could just run over this person uh-huh. immediately, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. So I drive just around, clear your head, and I yeah. look, I look for um, places to eat, and you know, and bring home food. So this year, I, I brought home uh, Wendy's. I brought okay. home some Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, they were open. You know, yeah. They're open. And, uh, yeah, they're open. So, no, it, it, it was good. And that's, Do they have that's... a Christmas breakfast? <laughs> uh, you know, but what I was thinking, so I get home after try, you know, driving around drunk on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. And I get home, and I, 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 something that really, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I've been poor my whole life. Is that I see these commercials for, you know, Christmas deals and sales and all that kind of stuff. And I think to myself, and I see these car commercials. I don't think I've known anyone in my life who got a car as a present. Right. Like a with brand a bow new, on it. yeah, with a bow on yeah, it or yeah, yeah. A, a huge SUV that cost 25 Who 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 is getting that for Christmas? Well, there was not one us. Couple. Not, 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 not people. <laughs> yeah, not people in a our... couple. They were both getting one. Right, who, right, yeah, right. yeah. And a dog. Yeah, and a dog, yeah, the one in the snow, yeah. Well, but he only got one truck. But there's the one with the, they both get it. If you right. don't put that they thing both close yeah. to your mouth. They both yeah, get yeah, a yeah. truck. Exactly. And then if she says, no, I want mouth. this one. You can have that one. Yeah. So they bitch and complain. And that's, that's like, like $80,000 are dropping. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chevrolets, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, they yeah. won't last for so 95,000 miles. But. You know, you know, I remember that Stevie Wonder song. You know, sometimes we didn't get a thing on Christmas, <laughs> right, but I right, still right. enjoyed the day. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But who's getting a twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar automobile for Christmas? I don't think I know anyone. Yeah, no, it's no, not not people that that uh, that, that, that <laughs> yeah. belong to the clubs that, that we yeah, have to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even the employees have to get an employee deal. Right, exactly. Right. The dealer deal. Yeah, yeah the yeah, dealer yeah. deal. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd want our deal, right? Uh, I mean, because I, I, you know, I grew up in L.A. I knew a lot of rich kids, and I'm sure some of them got Cars, a car, yeah. you know, for their birthday or the mm-hmm. graduation, but, but never for a holiday. Okay, you know, my dad walked onto a lot, and he goes, uh, "Could you show my son the cheapest car on the lot?" And yeah. then that was it. Yeah, yeah. right. That's what we got. Right, yeah. right, right. When right. there was no other criteria. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I just, I just find it uh, uh, just amazing how they would. Advertise, who are they advertising to? You know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, you know, who, who's watching television now? Like old people, right? That's who's uh, that rich watching television? Well, well yeah, 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 yeah. It's you us, know, us boomers who are watching. Yeah, it's, you know, they're 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 trying to to gin up the consumerism, you know, just just in in general, you know, and and uh, right. the 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 idea that this hole in your in your soul will be filled by some material object, you know, and even though it hasn't worked thus far, maybe you just don't have the the proper object yet, you know. Maybe this next thing will do the trick. Well, a set of steak knives would be good. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but listen, get, right, right. before we close out, you mm-hmm. had talked uh, uh, some while a while back about uh, how uh, you can't bring up uh, subjects with family gatherings and stuff right. like that. You yeah, had yeah. talked about mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you if uh, you saw this in the last week or so. There was a story I saw. Just it was a news story made, made national news about what you were just talking about, how you cannot bring up anything because you don't want to offend somebody and the family starts an argument, people get into fights and someone gets shot or right. stabbed sure. or run over by the brand new car, you know, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, apparently for the holidays, 
the high or low holidays, whatever uh-huh. you want to call them. Sure. Um, um, uh, the comp- uh, Alexa, you okay. know, the, the thing. Right, where, they spy on the thing that's that yeah, you put in your house. Is it and Google it or is it YouTube? You. I don't know what it There's is. There's a few it's different Apple ones. There's or, Siri and Alexa, yeah, and they're yeah, all well, spying on you. But, but apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently uh, the people who make this product, Alexa, mm-hmm. uh, for the holiday season, just for the holiday season, you could just say, Alexa, when, if you were like arguing with your brother uh-huh. about you know, this or that right. or whatever, you could just say, Alexa, can you change the subject? <laughs> and Alexa would change the subject. Huh. Like for people like, incapable of changing the subject right, on, on their, their own. own. Right, exactly. Okay, well. <laughs> so Alexa, and some of the examples were that how, she, how Alexa would change the subject. They would say something like, what's your favorite uh, Christmas movie? Okay. And then you, people would get involved and say, well, mine's, you know, uh, Christmas story. Uh, uh, or something that people can, bad Santa can or, just you know, discuss without, right, without, without arguing, touching you know, on without, any like, sensitive you know, subjects. Without, like, beating the shit out of each other. Right, you know? right, right. So this is something, I, when I heard this, I thought of you immediately. Okay. Because, um, you know, but it's over. I mean, till next year. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we managed to, uh, to navigate that with, with no problems. In fact, uh, I, I, I had a, a sense that my family was uh, thawing a little bit on, on the, some of these topics. And I, there, someone was bringing up how, uh, you know, boy, I bet Mitch Landrew wishes he was, had, had gone ahead and run because he would have actually, this person was saying he would have done well against the field of Democratic candidates. Right, for and, president. And yeah. I was surprised because this person normally I, I wouldn't see as, as even being concerned with the, you know, anything the Democrats had to do. But I started to think, okay, well, maybe there's a thawing of, there's a realization that we can't keep going in this direction. Right, you can't. <laughs> that we're going here and, uh, you know, we, we, we need to correct course or something. Right. So, so it was, it was pretty uh, congenial. Well, that's um, good. You know, I had a thing happen with, with my son the other day. I went to play this gig, and uh, the... He showed up? Well, well no, here's the thing. The, uh, the singer forgot all of his lyrics, his lyric book, which a lot of the songs, we, he need the, needed the lyric book. It's kind of a newer gig, didn't have all these, these songs memorized. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, geez, what are we going to do? I was like, well, could you, maybe your, your wife is home. Maybe she could bring me. He's like, mm, boy, I don't think she's going to want to do that, you know? And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, well, she works all day. She's tired. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on a second. <laughs> you, so just, I, you can't memorize these Troubled well, men. Well, yeah. so, 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 so I, 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 uh, I pick up my phone. I text my son. I say, uh, hey, uh, are you still home? Can you go run by this guy's house, pick up this lyrics book and bring it over to the gig. And he goes, yeah, sure. And I, I put down the phone and go, okay, he's bringing it. And he's like, really? Wow, that's crazy. I was like, oh yeah, not only if he couldn't have done it, my wife wouldn't have, would have done it for yeah. us. If she was indisposed, I could have called my mother and met her and she would have gone and brought but the this thing. guy's wife wouldn't do it. Well, you know, and I said, you know, you have to understand the foundational principle of show business is the show must go on. And right. Whatever needs to happen to for to further that then that's that's what must be done so so what happened he, he, he so my son walked it in you know third or fourth tune here you go and instead of the song book he brought like to kill a mockingbird the book yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he just sang sang uh pages out of that and the then he book. fucked the guy's wife right uh, I, <laughs> that was second. No, I, don't, I don't think that happened go <laughs> set a watchman he, he, he made he, he made it very quick made it very quickly but uh so so I, thankfully you know daniel coleman's uh 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 uh, 
jumping right into action to uh, to to make it all happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we have some other things we can touch on, but let's get our guest involved in this. Yeah. Here. So uh, so this is a fellow I've I, I I met here in New Orleans on his 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 most recent uh, sojourn here. He's a, he's a singer songwriter. He's a poet. He's a college professor. He's from Ringgold, Louisiana. Um, he, uh, but he lived out in LA for a bunch of years. We're going to get into all that. Currently has the band. Uh, uh, I like to say, pronounce it Kylie Foundry. I think it's probably Killian Foundry. Killian Foundry. Okay. Uh, but uh, formerly of the band, uh, the walking wounded without further ado, Mr. Jerry Giddens. Welcome, Jerry. My God, thank you very much. It's an honor to be on the Trouble Men's <laughs> yes, it is. Broad, prod, podcast. 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 Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you recognize yeah. it as the honor that it is, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> well, not every man would. Yeah, and well, so, and not every man would have the opportunity wait, to. I got to tell this because the first time I heard this, the, there was the, there's a now great Now put that right up to your lips. Just there's so a great character there actor in L.A. His name is R.D. Call. Okay. And he called me one day, and he goes, I'm a member of this new movement that I think you would be perfect for. And I go, what's that? He goes, the men's movement. The men's really? movement. Really? Right? <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say the this bowel is, movement. This is, uh, well, I was hoping it would be something more <laughs> yeah. suitable to my particular Right, interest. yeah. The men's but, movement. Uh, it, what's that weirdo guy's name? Uh, what would you think at that moment? Oh, I know about the men's movement. Well, I'm it, thinking guys going out into the forest and yes. banging drums and howling I just at thought, the no. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what it I is, thought. man. I, said, I think they like strip down to, they put animal skins on. Is that on what it is? Yeah, yeah, it is. And they maybe do some some semi naked wrestling or something kind of like like uh, you know what I'm talking well, about. <laughs> the women's movement was bad enough, but if we have the men's movement, yeah. oh my god, that you know that's scary, right? No, there. Bly. What that was that guy's name? He was a big promo- proponent of the. He was it, it was a uh, reaction to the the women's yes, movement. Yes, yes, but yes, a very yes, yes, uh, yes. very. So what did the women's movement do? Well, you know, they burn bras. Women's and equality. Stuff? You know, like, okay, well, yeah, women's okay. treatment in the workplace. All right, so the, the men went out to the woods to so, scream. So yeah, they they at the women. I mean, the, about the women. the women. Yeah, these are and they're women. Yeah, so, so so now I think a, all a, the women. A more a more yes, just you know the. People, men who are resentful of their position in life, they feel like more was due them. You know, I, I think uh, a a more recent uh, outgrowth or, or expression of that is uh, the incels, right? The uh, the the people who are uh, involuntarily celibate, and then they they all talk to each other on the internet. And I think that there is some every overlaps. guy I grew up with. Oh, it's really? <laughs> yes, involuntarily. So. Well, I mean, we all were when we were children, but you yeah, know. but they were from way out there. Okay, <laughs> there's not uh, a lot of girls out, out in the there. country. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of farm animals. Yeah, out. It's, right. It's a hoot and sleeping with one eye, there. sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. so you 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 come from Ringgold, Louisiana. Where is Ringgold, Louisiana? Well, Ringgold is right between Minden and Castor. Minden, where okay. are they? Yeah, I don't know. Where I they mean, are. No, Minden and Cachada, actually. See, uh, so see this how is close northern, my mouth is? northeast, uh, north, uh, northwest Louisiana, northwest Louisiana. <laughs> I'll get that my mind. Suck it. Northwest uh, Louisiana, about forty-five minutes uh, southeast of uh, Shreveport. Okay. And it's in the poorest uh, county district. It's parish, obviously, but Mm -hmm. uh, outside of Appalachia. Wow, no kidding. Bienville Parish, a beautiful garden spot of a tree farm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, if, when the trees are still there, when yeah. they harvest them, it looks kind of funky. So it's for close a few years. to the state line with Texas. It's in the Arkla, Tex. Okay, uh, but it's kind of just far enough from Texas and just far enough from Arkansas to be um, a, to be good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> to be good. I mean, you, you don't want to be either too close to Texas or too close right. to Arkansas. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, so what kind of uh, work did your family do? Were they farmers or? Uh... Oh my God, um, my that's an in- <laughs> that's a question I didn't expect. Okay. Uh, my dad was uh, when I first remember he was an overseer on a cotton plantation. Okay. Which uh, I tell my students, <laughs> they go what. Yeah, that's overseer. That, that's yeah. not true, is it? <laughs> I go, no, it's true. He worked uh, a crew of uh, twelve. Or, uh, he was a sharecropper before that. Okay. But then when he didn't want to do the sharecropping anymore, he became the foreman. Okay. Um, uh, the overseer of this plantation. It was right on Highway seventy one. So Giddens, are you guys like Scotch Irish or something? Or probably. My mother insisted we were mostly uh, Scotch because the Irish were drunks and. Uh, <laughs> Turns out she was right. right. <laughs> we're mostly Scotch. And, but, um, and you guys so, were Baptist, right? Uh, Southern Baptist Southern to the Baptist. core. Okay. Which is the, we kind of the, you know, the, up, the uptown Baptist, you know, the Southern Baptist uh, denomination is the largest Protestant denomination in the country. Mm-hmm. We had Billy Graham and Jimmy Carter and all those people were Southern Baptist. That's a particular denomination. Right. And actually, the very first African-American president of the Southern Baptist Convention was the <laughs> minister mm-hmm. uh, at the Franklin Avenue Baptist Church, right up on Franklin Avenue. Oh, okay. It's moved now. Uh, but in yeah, I just wanted Franklin to stop Avenue in and Orleans. say hello oh, okay. every now and then. Right but I'm not a Baptist anymore, so okay, I kind sure. of screwed that up. But Well, so, but... but uh, as a kid, I, I understand you were uh, being groomed to be, or you were a child preacher. Is that correct? Say yes. 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 I was a minister of youth. Okay. As a, well, as a small child, I was more a singer. Uh-huh. And they would, uh, I would be, it was great, great money, but you'd get, really? I'd get this money to go, and I would sing one song at the, um, at the revival. Uh-huh. And Is because like they get you right there, yeah. kind of and, well, churches would have you know two or three revivals every year. One was usually the summer revivals, just when they would really get to rocking. Okay. And so ministers from all over the place would show up at these little country churches, and they were the stars. You know, they knew how to pull it. Right. And uh, so they would, uh, you know, they would do their thing. It was a big thing in the church, and so. Um, as, as all this kind of went, started dwindling a little bit, uh, they would get uh, uh, young guys like me uh, mm-hmm. and my accompanist, okay. you know, to journey to their church and do this one song that I did. Uh, what that, was your big number? Well, you know, it's terrible, but I don't remember that big number. Okay. All as I remember is I did it a hundred times okay. for a hundred dollars every time wow. I did it. And that was 1968, 69. That's a lot of money. That's pretty good money. The old man was kind of pissed off about it. Yeah. And said uh, he he really didn't like preachers anyway because they took 10% of everything he made. Uh Uh-huh. And it threw threw my mom. And um, so, yeah, it was was an odd uh, odd deal. And they even paid my accompanist $75. 
Okay. So uh, my the backup game got seventy five. Back in bucks. those days, that was real money. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. Um, I didn't realize. <laughs> right, 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 right. How good you <laughs> How had. How good it, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would do one song, but it was a tearjerker, and it was great. Okay. Something about uh, you know. Come to Jesus, and, sure, sure, uh, sure. or you're Common gonna die thing. and go to hell. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and your mother's gonna cry like so, hell. So you must have ha- you must have some kind of re- memory of something that like really wacky or crazy. Because you go to these church revivals and these tent masses oh. and stuff, and people are getting the spirit of the Lord in them, and they're talking and whatever they talk, tongue, speaking in tongues, speaking would, in tongues. Would that would, go on. You know, that was kind of the. Uh, uh, we were the opposite. Southern Baptists were more, more conservative. More genteel. Right. We didn't okay. do the holy rollings, what we right. call the holy rollers. Right, yeah, the holy okay. rollers. Uh, but <laughs> during the, during when we were in high school, the, the, uh, the Jesus movement came into the conservative church. Never heard of him. What's his name? Jesus? It, he was a, he was a <laughs> Jewish cat. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, we would have these revivals, um, and uh, in the in the 70s, they be it became uh, um, hip. Remember yeah. Godspell and all the oh, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ sure. superstar and all that. Right. And so they would all us young kids would do these weird musicals all the time. Mm-hmm. But I remember singing in front of 5,000 people at wow. the at the arena in Baton Rouge at the. Maravich Center, mm-hmm. uh, and and I was playing the devil in the uh, part, and so some guy goes, you know, I never knew until tonight that the devil had a southern accent. <laughs> so, He's so, got all the accents. <laughs> uh, we, I had, but I was in that church. It was a, it was an odd. Um, were you comfortable in it though the whole time? Uh, oh, absolutely. I was very, born and raised in it. I yeah. was supposed to be the you know uh, a great. A, a great leader. I can remember right. that the men would keep saying to me. So what did you just? You're a what age did you decide to say? Wait a minute. This. Uh, I turned 21. I was a, a, I was a, <laughs> uh, I was a mis- summer missionary. Okay. In Iowa. Oh God. From the Baptist Student Union okay. at LSU. All right. Okay. Because all those heathen Lutheran. Up in Iowa. Okay. Yeah, you know, we got to go get them. Yeah, yeah, those so yeah. were you a student at LSU at this time? I was a student this and an your... active member of the Baptist Student Union. Okay. Um, and, and this was for your undergrad Absolutely. Degree. And did you get a degree from, two, from I, LSU? I did. I got my first degree uh, from LSU in education. Okay. And that kind of launched me into... Sorry, political life. <laughs> uh, what few moments as I had. As he stares at me as a sorry and political <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, uh, I was, uh, because no one else ran, and I was the only guy in the education department who would even consider student government, I ran for president of the college education, okay. which was 95% women, mm-hmm. and one. Okay. Uh, I think 14 votes to two. Okay. Over a dog or someone okay. else who's right. <laughs> three-legged dog yeah, on the highway. It was not yeah. a. It was not yeah. a pretty va- vacation. But, um, but so I went into student government and left. Uh, Jesus. Okay. Because uh, in Iowa, <laughs> yeah, it all goes back to Iowa. Kind of like the. Um, okay, I'm gonna plant that thing right here. Yeah, if you don't feel the thing on <laughs> your lip, it's, it's, it's too far it's away. It's too far away. So we get to Iowa and. Um, 
Uh, there are 14 of us missionaries from Louisiana and Iowa, and they separate us, and we're to go everywhere. Oh, there are 13 of us. And so seven, six of us had partners, yeah. and one guy was all by himself, you know. And so I knew that they put me with by myself because I talk so fucking much, you know. But... So I got to travel around Iowa with these ministers, these Southern Baptist ministers for the whole summer. And so by the end of it, I was pretty convinced they were all full of crap. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm out of this cowboy. Right. Yeah, good for you. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I turned 21 staring out uh, over, uh, I was in the attic of a farmhouse. They were feeding me like I was a steer. You know, they fatted <laughs> me up. And I'm looking out over these cornfields and I go, you know, I just don't believe this anymore. Okay. You know? Yeah. 21 years of some hardcore... Yeah, pushing it on. ...believing. Uh, you're you're and born into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And studied it and, and, uh, and had been really, ordained yeah. um, and you, you decide, by a fairly big conservative church in Baton Rouge. I see you're 21, you're in you know, some farmhouse looking over the fields of Iowa. Yeah, it's too much corn. Yeah, and too I much said, corn. <laughs> I just so, didn't, you know, it just came to me. You know, I just don't believe this. You got to believe right. it. That's sure. one t- I tell every person it. of no, faith. No, no. Yes. The, the key word is faith. Yeah. You have to have faith that this is true. Yeah, and see, if you don't believe yeah. that, yeah. yo. Yeah, you, this is not totally your faith. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, this is what my whole it. thing is. Is like I, I, I don't believe in anything because I don't have it. I don't trust anything. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But Al Davis, which is what happened your, uh, to me that your, uh, summer. Your higher power, right? Al Davis for a while was my higher power. Al know, Davis, the owner of the ex, the owner of the Oakland. Well, Rangers. you couldn't have a, a yeah. greater man, yeah. and yeah. no no less a hypocrite than all the bastards yeah, that exactly, I have. Exactly, exactly. No more of so, one. You say. So, <laughs> so you're 21, and that's when you decide music and and. Well, I'd always played music, and right. I'd always, but I was always a. a I, I had a. I was a director of a youth choir. Right. And so I would, you know, direct the choir, and we, I was pretty good at it. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we would do these big musicals and right. big choirs, and it was a. But. Um, but you learned to play an instrument. No, and see that was me. I'm not a musician. Okay. I'm, I'm sort of a singer. Okay. And uh, the shouter, actually, I finally realized I was sort of a blues shouter when I was coming up. <laughs> but it was a white guy, you know, so right, right. <laughs> he, he doesn't shout like the rest of us. Right. Um, so, so you make your way to, to L.A. at this point? or the, Pretty much, okay. yeah. Actually, it, pretty much. And you just and decide to go to L.A.? Well, to you know, music. Baton Rouge, LA. you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. and, and one weekend after this summer, I'm a young hippie in Baton Rouge living alone, and I, I see these ads all over campus I, i've graduated but i'm still hanging around campus mm-hmm. and there's the the student department of theater the theater department's doing an interview a a a, 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 a they're, they're auditioning people and uh-huh. so is the baton rouge little theater which was this great little theater in baton rouge so was there an off-broadway musical in new orleans they were auditioning and, and casting right there and so in one weekend, I went to four auditions, and I'd never been on stage outside of the church, singing yeah, music yeah, in church. Yeah, yeah. And I got all four parts. Oh, wow. Excellent. <laughs> including the lead in the biggest part. So, okay. Cats. Uh, <laughs> I wish. It was our town. Oh, our town. Oh, our, our town. Classic. Okay. Yeah, George yeah. Gibbs. Yeah, George oh, yeah. Gibbs. Hi, George. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it was a great experience, and um, the guy that I beat out for it was the, the theater critic on the Daily newspaper at oh. LSU, and he had to give me a good review or else he sucked. Right. So that was good. And <laughs> But it was good. I just said, you know, I'm pretty good at this. Let's go to That's Hollywood. What I was, was like, yeah, you're good at, you realize that I'm good at this. That's, I can do cold reading yeah. like a bitch. Right. I mean, exactly. that was just easy. Well, that's the thing. Growing up in L.A. and going on auditions and stuff like that, because I've acted since I was a kid, is like the cold reading is the is it. Yeah. I mean, you can study your ass off in a fucking workshop or a class and all that kind of, and pay some fucking asshole $100 a week to get your technique down. But when it comes down to, it's just that cold reading. What do you think the the the... The most important thing about doing well at that is well, the most, one of the most important thing is, is like, see, as an actor over the years, you know right away when you read the sides and you walk into that room, you're not going to get this part. You're yeah. wrong for this part. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. Right. Just because you look wrong, or you're just your personality doesn't yeah. fit the material. You're wrong for this part. They just uh-huh. called you in because they have to call in X amount of people for a part. They okay. think, well, maybe this guy might swing it the other way right but they have an idea what they want Mm -hmm. when the writer writes the word on the script and then it's going to be produced and all that and they start casting and stuff like that Uh but the cold reading is the most important thing because here's what i've learned you read the sides you get the sides the day before you say okay i understand this and you only get two pages or three pages. Mm-hmm. You don't get the whole script. Right, right. You have no idea what's going on. Right. From the beginning of this, you know. So you're going to decide, I'm going to do it this way. This is the way I feel. I'm going to okay. do it this way. You walk in there and you do it that way. And it's totally the opposite of what That's, they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally opposite. Of what they, so then you either, either, they either say, thank you very much. Or they say, if they're still interested, they'll say, can you do it again, but maybe with a little bit more of this uh-huh. instead of that that mm. you're doing and stuff like that? So you've got, what, 10, 15 seconds? To, to switch, switch it over it. and yeah. figure out <laughs> To flip approach. the switch. Right, right. You know, and that's the difficulty. That's why, you know. Well, my, you know, it, I couldn't, I realized after a couple of years studying acting yeah. at this great place, I mean, this the, is in LA? the Loft Studio in L.A. with uh-huh. Sean Penn right, and sure. Meg Tilly and yeah. Annette O'Toole and Jeff Goldblum. They were in my class. And Alex Trebek was there, too, uh, for a while. Was he there? No. <laughs> my <laughs> God, I, I would be surprised <laughs> if he were. I tell you what. <laughs> well, Pat you Sajak. Go Jack, uh, yeah, nurse, nurse, they were all there. Nurse Betty? Nurse Betty, sure. Yeah. She was there. <laughs> oh, really? I had a scene with Nurse Betty. A scene was, in acting or just a scene? Well, a scene. Let's just say it's back in front of the apartment building. Okay, let's say it was a very, you know, we had to rehearse oh, okay. for that scene. Okay. All right, yeah. So, but that whole thing convinced me after a couple of years that I couldn't pretend. Right. You have to be able to suspend reality yeah. and for yourself, for your own mm-hmm. thing, and pretend you're something you're not. And... Uh, that was the things the guys in the church wanted me to do. Pretend you're something you're okay. not. Right. Which, you know, when Shakespeare was going, they, the church said, that's evil. Yeah. That acting stuff, because that's yeah. lying. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, that's so, all acting is. It's just well, it's yeah, exactly, lies pretending. But you have to yeah. buy that. You have to believe your you own believe lies. believe that. Huh. Yeah, you have yeah, yeah. to believe every moment. Um, but see, here, here's how good uh, a critic I was, though. I saw Sean 
doing a a um, a scene. And how old John is he? Penn, at the he's high school. He's done, yeah, he's high school. His mom and dad li- they live in Malibu. Malibu, so, yeah. and he's living large. And his dad is directing Bonanzas. Well, yeah, and Leo all, Penn was Leo his, Penn. Yeah, Leo Penn was his. His dad. mom was an actress. She was right. doing PB, every PBS show. Right. And he uh, and what you were talking about. What what made him so remarkable was. He didn't give a shit. He well, he he he'd been in that bit. He'd been he'd been raised in that business. Yeah. So uh, I saw them him on stage. Annette O'Toole from Superman and sure. Jeff Goldblum were doing their scene, and he is a jailer, a Mexican jailer. He has one line, and he says, "See." Sí. <laughs> <laughs> That's his line. And I went, "Wow, brilliant!" <laughs> and I looked at my guy and goes. If this guy didn't look so much like Robert De Niro, he'd be a star. <laughs> and we became we became friends. And uh, but uh, he always felt like he got trashed. He was he got trashed a little too much. Uh, but he became a star too quick. And who Sean? Yeah. Okay. He was just uh, he was you know he was the Marlon Brando early on. If you don't remember that in his yeah, career, well, sure. Yeah, people were... expected him. He was the first million dollar. It's great. I think actor. What, well, yeah, he was in Fast Times, and uh, then you know he got what he did was well, taps well, no, before that. But. Well, what was brilliant is hit. You know, he could have been he could have played Spicoli for years if he wanted to, right? But he didn't. Mm-hmm. He got uh, remember, uh, Racing the Moon was a World War II film that he with, did. With uh, uh, what's her name, with, uh, Elizabeth Nicholas McGovern. Cage, yeah, McGovern oh. and Nicholas Cage. I, we had dinner, my wife and I, with. With her, Elizabeth McGovern. I heard she's Sean. a bad tipper. No, uh, no <laughs> she but she hates pizza. She okay. hates pizza. <laughs> yeah, little Tony's pizza. Anyway. Oh, okay. Remember little Tony's in yeah, North Hollywood? Sure. Well, I I'm not, not much of a Valley guy. Well, but, the yeah. the last time I was there was with him and Elizabeth McGovern, and we were sitting there, and he was interrupted ten times. Yeah. To eat his pizza, <laughs> and uh, finally yeah. I went, yeah. "Wow, man." <laughs> You're getting kind of popular. Yeah. He yeah. goes, and I hate this crap. It's dry. And and so what, I, n- I didn't see much ever again, really. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, it's a weird, Hollywood's a weird place. Really? It's, a, so. <laughs> it's <laughs> a weird place. It's a shocking revelation you from our guest, Mr. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, people, you know. She's a fixin', man. Oh, man. And at 35 years, I should have figured it out. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but you keep going. Oh no, she's yeah. a good girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a good yeah. girl. She'll pay off eventually. Well, so so you're out there from the the late seventies, and and you're pursuing a music career, and you and and at, at some point you have the band or you're in the band, walking the walking wounded, Absolutely. walking wounded. Exactly. Now I was listening to to y'all's first couple of records today, and I'm I'm thinking, so the first one came out in like '86 or <laughs> something. Great yeah, and, I love that record. And now. Uh, was that kind of the the time period where they have like the the post punk uh, roots um, uh, resurgence or or uh, you know like some of these bands like uh, Blood on the Saddle or, or on the, so you know and that's Zelenskis you know we the, the, were the, we were cow punk okay Blood on the Saddles okay. uh, the guys who did the Bud Light, Light commercial uh, <laughs> first first band Dave Alvin wouldn't oh, do it the uh, Blasters the, no the Blasters yeah. wouldn't do it so uh, the Long Riders did it okay and they had the Long because Dusters and, r- right. on the way over here Renee was trying to explain I, go, I, go, I don't remember the Walking Wounded well no I mean, because we 
Do you remember Pleasant Gaiman? Yeah, Pleasant Gaiman comes up on the podcast <laughs> all the time. Yeah. She said it best. <laughs> she, she was a local rock the critic. local yeah. rock critic. She, and had she had that la-di-da <laughs> thing yeah. in the LA Weekly. Yeah. So the yeah. only time she mentioned me, she, we knew each other very well, but mm. she goes, if you want to know where the working guys are going to uh, tonight to see music, they're going down to see Walking Wounded at Molly's Malone. Right, okay, you know? okay. So, so it was, at the same time, like the plugs were around that same oh, time, and the Cruzados. Uh, the Cruz- and well, in Charlo yeah, Quintana yeah, yeah. from the Cruzados yeah. was the drummer in Walking Wounded. Oh, okay, I did not know that. For okay. all our records, and okay. um, uh, and actually Tony from the Cruzados and the Plugs, yeah. the bass player, uh, he was he played bass on those the Raging Winds of Time okay. record. But the problem was the first record I had these this nice little unit. We made a. 14 songs in a long weekend uh, at Radio Tokyo yeah, sure. with uh, Ethan James, one of my favorite human beings. Right after, well, we, we heard the first demo of Jane's Addiction one morning on the, during the session because it was just, everybody was recording there. At the same place. And yeah. I, well, I wish I'd have written that song. But yeah. Jane says, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we, we made that great record. We got great reviews. We launched producers and the guitar players here going well you know jerry he's kind of a dick <laughs> so uh won't you form your own band and i he was doing three songs on the walking when it was like a a, a a a pair you know right and we had no problems nothing at all except i was paying for everything oh <laughs> so, uh, that's you know, a problem yeah that's not it wasn't a problem but you know i want my Money back. Uh, and, well, I want to sing. Yeah, you know, want to sing, sing. Yeah, it's my songs. Right. And so, but I, he was a talent like crazy, and he could have almost got a deal. <laughs> but then I hired Eddie Munoz from the Plimsolls. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Roger Prescott from uh, the Pop. Remember the Pop? They were this crazy band. Uh, but I hired those guys to replace my one guy. Yeah. And we, instead of making a Nirvana record, I made an Eagles record. Okay. And I went, God damn it, I really, I really wanted to make a Nirvana record. Right. Uh, because that's, he, actually the guitar player would go into Gergen, I think was the guy's name, at, at, uh, uh, at one of those labels, uh, um, uh, Geffen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they broke up the band because the guitar player had a demo deal. Uh, okay, <laughs> a demo deal. A demo deal. Him, a demo deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, and so he walked in the office, and the guy goes, "Oh, you know, Michael, I love this, but I just signed this band called Nirvana." <laughs> and so <laughs> I went, "So that was my career." Uh. But it, 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 we, Walking Wounded, did two more records. Uh, but that and you first toured, record, you did well, you toured and well, all that. Yeah. yeah, we, we toured, yeah. we opened for everybody. Um, you guys toured around, around California or around? Well, the, southwest to okay. Canada. We had a little hit in Canada. Okay. So uh, we always playing Vancouver, Seattle. Um, um, but we didn't come back much northeast, which is probably where we'd have done well in that Uncle Tupelo group, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't get further than New Orleans. Actually, the first time Walking Wounded played Tips, okay, uh, Better Nezra opened for us because okay. they loved Eddie from the Plimsolls. Right. Yeah. So we were touring, and who um, was the lead singer of the Plimsolls? What was his name? Uh, Peter Case. Peter Case. Yeah, that's and right. a damn good singer. And <laughs> he was the one I should have hired, uh, but 
Right. We won't go into that. But um, yeah, it was just a it, the scene was was happening, and you know, and there were multiple levels. There were. Did the you know Bob Forrest? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, Bob was a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> what was that band? Thelonious Monster. Thelonious Monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a great story about Peter Case and Bob Forrest that I was told. Um, they're on their way to Vegas. To pl- I think they're playing a show. Both bands are playing a show somewhere at college in Vegas. And Bob and Peter are in a car and someone else is driving. The rest of the band's like in the van or whatever. They're in a separate car. And Bob and Peter get in an argument about Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> and I don't know which one thought that they were great and the other one thought they were horrible. But the driver of the car just pulls over near Barstow and says, have it out. And they have a fist fight. Oh, Jesus. Over, <laughs> over CCR? Well, a, yeah, over, over Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> you know, that's a good highway to have a fist fight on, Yeah, well, yeah, one. yeah, yeah, exactly. But number two, it, the, the argument would have been settled if they had just asked me, because Walking Wounded's greatest opener was for the Minutemen. Oh, well, fuck, that's a at band. at Cal State Long Beach. Okay. And I had never seen a guy in a white shirt Blue jeans and Doc Martens, white T-shirt in in my life, and D Boone. D Boone is the and they shit, played yeah. "Who'll Stop the Rain" yeah, yeah. in one minute. Yeah, they played it. Well, all their songs were like one and minute. I, yeah, they were yeah. the Minute Men. Yeah, they were the Minute Men. And yeah. I went, this guy obviously knows good music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought it was so hilarious because I was friends with Bob. I didn't know Peter that at all, really. But I was friends with Bob back in the day. We were doing a lot of junk together. Yeah, he, um, he was he partied. Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. did a lot. Of junk. But oh, yeah. I heard this story, and they they actually just got out of the car and started throwing punches over wow. the relevance of CCR. I can't imagine either one of those guys throwing punches, frankly. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, no, Bob. Bob, he threw punches. Okay. He, he hit right. the band, as okay. I recall. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. That. He smacked the guys can't, in the band. can't do that. Man. No. Well, I saw Bob uh, during a drug deal when... He uh, he didn't have enough money, and and the the dealer on the street uh, off of Alvarado Street was about to punch him in the, <laughs> the face. The pioneer chicken. And the stand. guy pulls out a gun, and Bob puts the gun at, like at his face and says, "Go ahead, do it, do it right now, do it, do it." <laughs> that was Bob. <laughs> wow. Oh well, Manny, I'm looking at our drinks yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's time, time for it's a time. we always like yeah, to get a, a, yeah, yeah, a, a, a yeah. take a little break. I can yeah. stay close Dr. to the mic Jerry, for that. And, uh, well, no, <laughs> you can put the mic down for this, but uh, but. Uh, so, uh, Nation, right. uh, go get yourself another cocktail. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. Yeah. And we're back. Back in the ring room. Yeah. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman. Back with Dr. Jerry Gibbons. Absolutely. Giddens, sorry. I always yep. mispronounce everybody's no, last you, name. You got <laughs> mine. It, it, it doesn't matter. Dr. Hey, Jerry Giddens. Hey, you're a doctor? I am. PhD um, Claremont. Oh, oh, okay. Claremont graduate. He knows Claremont. See, okay. Southern Californians, they know Claremont. Right yeah, on. Claremont. In New Orleans, they go, what? Yeah, Claremont's, yeah. that's down, is that the Riverside Way? The, where, yeah, Pomona yeah, and Pomona, the Claremont Colleges. Yeah. Covina. West Covina. Pomona. Really Pomona. Where it is. Yeah, Pomona. Really where it is, is Pomona. Oh, man, it was Yeah, how did you survive that? Out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the guys at Cal State Long Beach, where I got the Masters, they go, you got in Claremont? <laughs> I said, yeah, I should have gone to Arizona State, where I, well, <laughs> you know. You know you can't you can't do everything right. So um, 
but yeah, Claremont, because I, my kids were in Hollywood, and I figured I needed to stay. Okay. So you, so you wound up getting a master's and a PhD a, out there? A master's at Cal State Long Beach and a PhD at Claremont Graduate University. And you start a family in L.A.? Uh, I started a family during the whole walking wounded thing, which was a disaster. Uh, what, then, the band or the family? Uh, well, all of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to Texas and lost everything I had. The oh, band. I, okay. And ended up with some great kids called the Stony White Punks. <laughs> but, okay, cool. Uh, but but uh, it, was a, it was a wild ride uh, uh, through fam- trying to do a family and a rock and roll band and uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. my God, my God. So each and I life, miss baby. it, baby. Yeah, you miss it, don't you? <laughs> it's the center of the universe. Yeah, it is. We were okay. the center of the universe in right. those times. Yeah. And X was playing, and I could go down to the La Hassa Club. Yeah, La And Hasa John, Club. Uh, Doe, and Dave would be playing pool, and they'd let us watch. You know, and uh, it was just, it was just, it was perfect. Yeah. And looking back on it, uh, as a matter of fact, this year for Christmas, I sent all my kids, all my kids, my two sons, Mm -hmm. uh, all my records. So the the LPs that actually made LPs. Yeah. And um, um, I I said, you know, I don't know why I'm keeping all this shit. And my sons, they're 30. And I remember when we were doing this going, my wife would go, what are you, you know, (laughs) yelling at me. And I go, it's these records. Look at these records, you know. And so, and I looked at them 30 years later and I went, yeah, look at these records. And so I sent it to them and said, that's what we did. And I'm proud of it. And we could have done it better, but... um, we made everybody made records, and everybody was. So your sons have these crazy. records now. They have them, and, and I bought have one on of them eBay a record now, right? player. Actually, <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. And, and I had to buy Tank and the Banga and uh, Tuba Skinny to get some sort of creed going in. You know. Do you uh, remember Cafe de Grand? Oh, that was one of my favorite. That's places. where I opened for Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs okay, yeah. in the basement of the Cafe de Grand. It was such a great place. And. Uh, and Madame Wong's Chinatown. Madame Wong's. That was Walking Wounded's that premiere. Was your, that, that was, was our house. place. Yeah, that we was played your... Saturday nights yeah. there. Everybody else made me play I'm Tuesday nights. I'm surprised I don't remember the Walking Wounded. I, yeah. I guess I well, we again, we yeah, were we. Well, then again, at that time, there was such an explosion of bands. The bands. They were everywhere. There, was, there were just so many bands, and you couldn't see them all. George Wong walked into Madame Wong's on a Saturday night, and. Um, Fired you. He, no. Well, he, <laughs> nobody should have at that moment. He goes, you know, walking wounded suck. <laughs> go, what the fuck did I do? He goes, we had a real band in here last week. And I go, who? And he goes, the police. Oh, and he right. had the police in there. And I'd heard them and didn't go. And uh, because I hate the name of the band. Yeah. And then I heard Roxanne and I went, oh, man. <laughs> I should have gone and seen that yeah. show. Well, but so yeah, George, give us shit about that. I was going to say, what kind of bands were you into, like contemporary bands or bands earlier, in, in, you know, that formed your, you know, the, the concept that you were going after? What, what kind of. Well, I guess we were trying, I was trying uh, early on to do a Jackson Brown thing, maybe. Okay. And um, 
Um, so when uh, you say the Eagles, you were not far off. You were, uh, uh, yeah, but I wanted to. I, I really don't like the the Eagles. I really okay. dislike them. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, but I loved Poco. Now that's crazy. That is. But it's uh, almost the same band. Same band. <laughs> but well, they took the best guy from Poco and okay. loaned him to right, the guy. Right. You know, to the Eagles. I think they got two guys from yeah. Poco. Actually. Well, I'm like Mojo <laughs> Nixon. You know, Don Henley must die. <laughs> don't let don't let him get back together well, with you're Glenn like the Fry. the dude in the Big Lebowski, not the hey, fucking Eagles, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Hotel California is the nadir of American music, okay. uh, except for Sticks. I can't. Okay. Say it's as bad as Sticks. But <laughs> no, no, nothing is. Nothing. Uh, oh my God. And so well, we all I really have those bands that we hate. Like I oh hate that God. band Rush. Oh, I just cannot. Uh, yeah, I think we all. Can, can, <laughs> yeah. we can, I think we're we reaching a, oh, a meeting of the minds man. here, yeah. Manny. <laughs> Yeah, that all but the hair bands, they screwed Ian my gig up. loves Rush. Crazy, really. Yeah. Ian Wadley, Wadzilla yeah. loves Rush? Yeah, he's a big Rush fan. Well, people of conscience like yeah. fucked up music. You know okay. it. You know uh, it, so, and I know it. Yeah. Okay, uh, you know it, and I know it. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, well, moving on. So so, okay. uh, so you were you were saying, uh, uh, so Poco and, and uh, okay, so so like Southern Rock. So you're into that, but but you guys are, the Walking Wounded are a more driving band than that. It's, it's uh, okay. It's, and we're trying to do, yeah, we're trying to do uh, much harder edge stuff, especially the guitar player, and I'm all over it with him. Okay, okay. And uh, I'm trying to scream. Yeah, you, and, you sing pretty hard in those yeah, records. Yeah, and, and that was a mistake. And, okay. um, but we all look back and, and, and reconsider our artistic choices, uh, our aesthetic yeah. choice, and go, ah, I could, probably could have done without that. Yeah. You know, Is it screaming because of your preacher history? Yeah, I really like do think That's that. That's a very good observation. Though. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with that. Uh, even though I never did the big sermons you know, right. as a kid, uh, but but, but I had I was influenced by yeah. the singers, uh, and they always sold a song. You know, I mean, yeah. if you listen to Mavis Staples, she's not holding uh, back. neutral. Okay. you know, she's selling. So you're more like a Sam Kinison. Yeah, <laughs> like a Sam Stevens, you know, okay. Cat Stevens meets Sam Kennison. Yeah, okay. something. Right. Hit the back wall. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. trying. I was, and uh, I did. Yes, we were trying to always. Sing louder than the audience, and um, uh, but it was it was the the band itself got a lot of rave reviews because we were. But one of the reasons I knew all the Minutemen guys and and though they did every benefit and we did every benefit yeah. for else uh, medical aid for else because the war in Central America well, was, was going a big on thing for those guys and it was a big uh, thing in Mike LA Watt and D-Bone yeah they were, and they all were, of those guys they were ex, wonderful about yeah, that it was like that was a huge thing we hated Reagan in LA in the 80s yeah. we <laughs> hated everything about Reagan so and that any war. kind of benefit we could do because you know LA is a Hispanic community in many ways you know it's, it's half Hispanic maybe even right. more so when that shit was going down in Salvador and stuff like that it was just like, any chance yeah, it fight was, the man, fight the power, and we had dozens of benefits: medical aid for El Salvador, yeah. uh, and there were more El Salvadorans in L.A. than in El Salvador, <laughs> and alive ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there was groups. There was a group called El Rescate, which was for kids. Uh-huh. So that was at Walking Wounded. We would do these. And we got, I would get like blood. I mean, I got Guns and Roses to do these benefits for us. Uh, all these big ass bands, uh, because the managers would go, 
uh, we'll call Jerry and he'll get you a gig on something that you look like you're not an ass. Okay, right. so, oh, yeah. so that's what Some we good would press. do. Yeah. That's what we would do. So, and it was fun. So, so were you teaching uh, when you were out no, there? No, 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 no. I didn't even start back onto that till I was in my 50s. Okay. Um, so at some point you... I mean, you're you, like 80 now, right? Yeah. I'm, six, <laughs> I'm 650. Okay. All right, right. right on. Right yeah. On. yeah, I'm dog years. Yeah, yeah. And that's dog years. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's actually older than that. It's older than that. So what's the difference between teaching and performing? What's the audience like? You know, you got the classroom um, and you got a club. Uh, Good question. Well, yeah. they pay to get in the club. <laughs> and the government pays for them to get in the classroom. Right. So uh, they don't get the combination there. Um it's uh, teaching is a blessed curse, uh, and um, uh, especially in the way we warehouse kids now, and we we need to reach we need to redo this whole thing. Hmm, how so? Uh, what, what, let's jump to this. Uh, well, uh, we you know we can't keep warehousing kids until they're twenty two. I mean, mm-hmm. when you go to the university, whichever it is, community college, whatever, right. Uh, you need to be some sort of prepared. And our high schools all over the country are not preparing their kids for that. And uh, then our politicians are, uh, are forcing us to, to put those same kids who failed high school to put them in college so they can fail again. Yeah. And it's wrong on every level to ev- for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, you know, that's th- one thing about walking wounded, they, they, the uh, even now, they say that the reason they didn't make it because they were too pol- political. They were too left wing, hmm. uh, and uh, even they, that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, yeah. I wanted to talk about those things. And Bob Dylan did it, right? So yeah, sure. I thought I had yeah. a pretty good... Uh, He's Bob Dylan, though, so he yeah. can get away with a lot. Th- he did a lot of things. I thought I had a pretty good... Uh, you know, at least there's a reason for doing sure. it. And, uh, and But, you know, U2 was doing it right then, too. Yeah. I, in some ways, U2 was sort of my... Uh, my model because I felt like we were kind of doing the same thing with just a little country punk southern thing. So do you thing. think it's easier to mold minds as a musician or as oh, a as teacher? Oh, musicians. Not even. There's no. Really? There's okay. no. So as, as a no, professor, nothing, you can't mold uh, yeah, the mind. Music is, it, it isn't musicians. It's the music. Right. It's mm-hmm. the, you have yeah. a tool that no teacher has. Cool. Uh, we used to teachers, you know, Socrates. He had rhetoric. You know, he had speech. Right. Well, we know speech. We got speech. That's five thousand years of speech. Mm-hmm. But music has never been deconstructed in the deconstructed. same way. Deconstructed. It's yeah. never been uh, 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 trivialized. It's always been privileged. Always. Because I think looking back at my education, there's only been maybe like two or three teachers that even affected me in any way. For a tiny b- yeah, moment. for like a window moment, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like for a few days. Yeah. But you feel like music affected you the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, I, I got way more from listening to London Calling than I ever got in some fucking... Civics class. Yeah, civics class. Yeah, oh. exactly. Well, then that's my problem, my dilemma now as a musician, uh, or not a... See, the problem, again, I'm not a musician. I was a performer of these songs. Right. And I wrote all mouth, the songs man. and... Yep. You know, this was my play, mm-hmm. right? This yeah. is my theater piece. Right. And, and so when that ended, it was like, you know, the theater went dark. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so uh, for me, I said, well, I, I want to be useful, and I don't, 
you know, I, I didn't want to play to empty audiences. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'm going to teach. I've always had that ability and I can do that. And so I got back into that. And at the same time, I got to read and become an expert in American literature, which is what all of my lyrics were about. And so that became, you know, that was easy. Yeah. And, um, and th then going to work after that uh, as a teacher again was a little difficult, but I still, I, I miss the songs, you know, the, the uh, things that made that, that happen. So where are your bandmates now? From the Walking Wounded. <laughs> My favorite, the guitar player that I insist uh, was sh should have been the the Kurt Cobain of Walking Wounded. Uh, he's now growing avocados. Okay. And with his wife in uh, North San Diego County. Excellent. Doing a great job. Um, uh, uh, several of I don't know where Eddie now Eddie Munoz is. I think the Plimstones are still playing. I think they okay. still do Vegas or something. Well, Vegas is, is a, a good place for like revival acts. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they're yeah. a million miles away. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the the guys. You know, I, it, that's one of my regrets. Is most of the guys I've kept up with, but some of the guys I haven't. Yeah, but well, after hard. the original group, with social was, media and everything, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, especially if you don't get on it. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I have a real problem with Facebook. So, um, you know, they uh, uh, yeah. talking to the crier. Uh, oh <laughs> man, you know, yeah. I don't want to even do that. Yeah. It's a good thing, probably, that I'm out. <laughs> right? That, no. that uh, social media doesn't follow me well, around every day. I look at my my wife has a a, a page, and I look at and she's got several hundreds or thousands of connections, whatever they call it. And I go on her page every once in a while and I see what people, her friends or her father, are saying. And instantly I just have to say, nope, don't do it. Don't say it, Manny. Don't say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You definitely have to <laughs> yeah. hold your tongue. There's yeah. a lot of things I yeah. want to get involved like, in. Because you know. I'll, be, I'll be saying it as her, not me. Yeah, well, even well, uh, yeah. And, and here's the thing. If some <laughs> that's the problem. If somebody says something like that that you vehemently disagree with, and then you get involved in it, now that's like the the idea of arguing with a jackass. It's like right. who's you know why who would argue with a jackass? You know because who's stupider, the ja the jackass well, or the person that tries to argue with the jackass? But it's not even stuff like political stuff or social. It's stuff that they'll just post a picture of their child, you know, at at kindergarten graduation, uh -huh. and I'll, I. I, I and I just want to say, go, yeah, yeah. Or the, the, why would you do that's that? Very or, nice. Well, or like you know, it's like you know, uh, a picture of them. They're you know, my daughter's wedding. I just want to say, I gave it two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I want to say. You I want to be a terrorist? Yeah, I give it two years. You know, but I don't want to do it because it's under my wife's page. Right, right, you know? right And my right, wife right. is a sweet woman. Yeah, who, uh, and, and again, you don't yeah. need to engage people because yeah. they're just going to come back at you, and then you're just you you, you want to. Oh, just hit and yeah, run, you yeah. know. You want to, well, yeah. <laughs> if I, if I really Ooh. were into it, and I had, if I knew how to, you know, if I wasn't so arthritic in my right hand, uh -huh, yeah, that I, I would do it more. But I don't. I just, you know, yeah, you don't have enough time I, to, to I, take I, that I, on as a as a yeah. as a as a second job. Yeah, you know, no, no, you know. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, Facebook no. is evil, and well, uh, I think a lot of it. You know, well, I yeah, I had to. It's evil. Yeah. I think I'm... Uh, push that in. Push it yeah, hard. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I yeah, think it, most of it's evil. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, if you can't... If you're not on Facebook, if you're not in social media, then... 
do you trying remember, to get out and competing with all those days, guys is ridiculous. The days where you would try to think up of a really good thing for your answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, hi, you've reached Manny. I'm not home right now. Some, something, uh, something know, uh, yeah, but yeah. pithy. I'm actually yeah. on the toilet, you know. But leave a message after the beep, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Remember, I mean, those Oh, you the, had to get home and read your, mis- m- m- you know, your messages. Well, then you could also. Because it could be important. There could be one got, from Clive Davis. Right, exactly. Right there. I was trying to exp- I'm sorry man go ahead go ahead I was, I was gonna tr- I was trying to explain to my daughter the other day about the the revelation it was when I got an answering machine right for Christmas from my parents <laughs> I was like wow as a musician I don't have to be home to get a job I right. can actually be running errands and come home and someone can have have uh you know left a message saying can you make this gig and i can call them back and if i'm the first person to call them back that they've left messages on yeah i can get the gig whereas before that if you lived by yourself you had to be home and if you lived with someone else you had to hope that they took a took good a message, message. Yeah. <laughs> well and you guys in the iguanas remember i mean you you know the difference because you lived through it i kind of stopped but the difference between touring before social media and cell phones and the difference after oh, yeah, you had with to have all those together. things. Yeah, you had to have... Look, I remember pulling Jesus. into towns uh, when, when everybody's using uh, all, like road atlases. Yeah. So you had to have a road atlas. A trip. And trip a telephone ticks, ticks, if you could yeah, get yeah. to the payphone. Yeah. Well, you, you, had, you had to get to the payphone. We would pull into a town. We would get a newspaper. We would go to the coffee shop. We would open up the newspaper to see where we were playing. This is like I was playing with Alex Chilton or something, you know, the the Panther Burns. You'd you'd look at where it was, and you'd ask the person at the coffee shop, where is this? How do I get to this club from here? (laughs) And they go, oh, you know, two blocks down. It's in the alley, back in the back. Yeah, no, you had to have, uh, you know, either... You know, do it like uh, you know by the skin of your teeth, like that, or be very prepared ahead of time, having made all these phone calls way in advance. Now it's 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 a whole different world. You know, um, Walking Wounded did two of those Alex Chilton shows with you guys in Houston. Huh. Okay. At Fitzgerald's. Oh, okay. And that was one of the great honors of that band is that we we met Alex, and then our <laughs> backup singer sang the. Um, the letter for him instead oh, of, he says I'm sure he'd love that he said he, yeah, yeah. he actually you'd, you'd have to met Tom the singer who did that but it was like a child singing it to him so he actually kind of got it yeah yeah but well, I can Tom goes I want to sing this song give me a ticket for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going Tom 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 <laughs> but it was great fun so so you're you're now teaching at Southern University in New Orleans. Oh no here. no no! I'm, oh. at, I'm at Delgado now. At Delgado, okay. Yeah, working your way down. No, I'm working, working my way, way um, over. <laughs> over across. Yeah, across the park. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now uh, closer to the. Exactly. I got to get you a new cord, Manny. I got you a new set of headphones, well, you know, uh, but I'm going to splurge. I'm sucking this mic up, though. Yeah, but yeah. No, you're doing good with the mic. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't think know that cord might, might be at the I'm end stepping of Stepping on it at a problem oh, space yeah. there. To uh, calm no, down. I don't think that. Okay, we're cool. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Good. All right, listen. It's okay. Um, well, uh, you guys do you have are, anything else to cover, Manny? What, what are you, uh, oh, so, so now you're happily married. Yes. You're living here, and you're a member of the ring room. Like yes. I am. Yes. 
Yes, and the pool. And I, the pool. The pool You're is, a pool guy. I'm a pool guy. Really? I'm a pool okay. guy like to, and like a sauna water? guy and a steam guy. Oh, man. See, I like I'm a steam guy. guy. No, I'm a sauna guy sauna, more than a okay. steam guy. I'm a well, sauna. I can spend like an hour in the sauna. Oh, well, you're a man. Just sweat. You're gonna, you know. That's you the drink dry. Drink a lot of. Heat. That's the dry heat. Okay. You got the dry heat. Yeah, I go in there for about. It's not the heat. It's the, never mind. Twenty-five, thirty minutes, and then like I used to do when I lived in New York, I take a ice cold shower after that. It's supposed to be mm. good for your heart. <laughs> well, you'll find out one day. Yeah, one well, day. It's, it's yeah. those heat shock proteins yeah. and the cold well, shock proteins. That's just yeah, what yeah. I was told yeah, by some uh, drug Russians? dealer in, in okay. East Village. Okay. Anyway, uh, and then I go back in there. <laughs> <laughs> I go back in there for like as long as I can. And I take another icy, you know, shot. But and then I'll do a steam once in a while. But I used to do the pool. But I have lower back problems. Well, that's why you got to do the pool. But I, I can't swim. <laughs> no, I can swim. No, I can swim, but swimming actually aggravates my. If I just kind of like float idle, around, float around, uh-huh. and work it, I do that sometimes. That's what most of the people do. Yeah, yeah. kind of float and relax. But then there, every time I there. every time I want to come and do like something like that, there's always some like geriatric class going on in the pool. Saturdays at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Don't come in Saturdays. Yeah, no, no, at nine no. O'clock. There's always like the flabby arm. Now you know I have like I that. have to ask before <laughs> we go. Yeah, it, you know it's, how it's, can it's, I support Manny Chevrolet for mayor? I mean, uh, are you well, going to get in talk. trouble over these? No, 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 no. The more people you know, that listen to this, the more. Are there Republican yeah, no, right-wing no, no, no. activists? Apparently, we have a, an account. Renee can talk about. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I'm glad you brought this up. So you know, uh, we we, uh, we we have these lovely cocktails here, and I hope the nation was able to uh, to get themselves a cocktail. And and often people will reach out to me, fans of you know p- uh, members of the Troubled Nation. They'll say, "How can I? I love the podcast so much. How can I support the Troubled Men podcast?" So I I didn't have an answer for a good long time. Now we have the uh, the Troubled Men podcast. Uh, cocktail fund so you can get right on in the, in the show notes or the links or our our, uh, our uh, facebook page and you know the paypal.me slash troublemen podcast uh and you can you can buy us a round of drinks you know manny has a new set of headphones which i purchased which you yeah. know you can underwrite uh you know we have stickers which we're about to uh oh yeah about, we need to give you a to, sticker uh, yeah. you know give they, they don't they don't they don't uh, these things don't grow on trees um <laughs> as you might imagine but so they, they stick to the refrigerator they do they do they're okay. very sticky. Or your laptop your laptop your they don't your, grow on trees but they stick on the refrigerator yeah yeah so so yeah. Uh, make a contribution support the trouble men podcast and uh we'll give you a shout out and and, and speaking of which, uh, shout out to Christopher Sullivan for his uh, his most recent support. And and I have a, a couple of uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, last week I gave a shout out to Arnie Skog. I said he was from Sweden. He's from Norway. He gave okay. me a hard time about All it. Right. It's uh, a big difference. Uh, Sweden collaborated with the Nazis. Uh, Norway did not. So uh, yeah. Also another uh, uh, fact check that I caught myself on. When when uh, Stiller and, and Mira came up last week, last week, yeah. I kept saying Miram, Mirren, Miram, <laughs> Mirren. And, okay, and well so that's a simple mistake. It's actually you were a, fucked up. And you were Mira, drunk. but and, you did yeah. get the dad yeah. right. Yeah, Jerry ben, Stiller, Jerry, Jerry Stiller, Stiller. and Mira. Yeah, who are M E A R A? Yeah, yeah. So Ben Stiller's parents. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so one of the very uh, fine. Who's fine a future guest on this show? Fine family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, 
well, great comedy that's team, classic Hollywood, comedy uh, team. Yeah. right there. Yeah, sure, they yeah, were. Right. And uh, I, how did how did Ben and how did Still and Mirror come up? Well, last week? because uh, Spider Stacy was was talking about uh, started talking about. Um, George, George Costanza's oh. father, and oh, we right, said, "Oh yeah, right, yeah right, Jerry right, right, Stiller," right. Yeah, and he yeah. didn't really know. He's he's from England. He didn't know about that that guy's part of a comedy team, you know, Stiller, right. Stiller and Mira. Yeah. So we started telling him, and we're like, "Oh, they were a big deal," you know. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I got to uh, check that out." But, yeah. Like, okay, that's how they that came in, out. In yeah. fact, they were sort of English. The two of them were sort of the. Doing what English couples were doing. I think they were putting so a twist on it, but I mean, the American thing. They were both actually working actors yeah. too, as as part of a comedy team. Because the first time I saw Jerry Stiller in a movie was the uh, the original of Taking a Pelham One Two Three or Four Two. Oh no, yeah. Ooh, yeah, good movie. He plays uh, Walter Matthau's uh, assistant, huh, trying okay. to solve the crime. You know, you know. Yeah, they were Hollywood guys. Yeah. Those the two of them. They were ho- a Hollywood couple. Yes. From New Stiller York. Stiller and Mary, yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not Mathau and Stiller, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. listen, you've been a really good guest. Oh, well, I, thank I've you. I've got I'm, the Hoover Dam in my bladder right now, so yeah, I've got to yeah. go. Well, uh, and I, I'll keep you longer if you'd like uh, <laughs> no, well, to help that out they're, a little they're, bit. Uh, they're, they're closing they're us close, up. closing the ring and we got to take a picture. Yeah, we have to take a picture. So, uh... You know, Jerry, thank you so much, Dr. Jerry. Thank, thank you all thank very you so much. He's for being another here. guy we could have again. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We, yes, we, we have to start uh, getting back. We have so many guests that we've promised a, a second a follow up episode. I was thinking we have to start sprinkling those follow up episodes in, like, you know, Glenn yeah. Styler. Number you know, two. He was one of the first ones that we, we yeah. said that about. It's yeah. a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So we're, we're going yeah. to start uh, peppering those in. Because we're running the, uh, out of people. No, we're not <laughs> running out of people. Well, we're, my we're answering so machine long. is on waiting for a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, okay. you know uh, uh, Jerry, uh, as always on the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say, uh, Trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Thank okay, you. Okay, yeah, there we Good go. Good night. Thank you. All right. When the weather breaks, I'm gonna mend the fences. When the weather breaks, I'm gonna go out dancing, go out dancing. One last Saturday night One last Saturday night When the weather breaks I'm gonna cross the river When the weather breaks I'm gonna find you, kiss you Find you, kiss you Find you, touch you One last Saturday night
the weather breaks I'm gonna mend the fences When the weather breaks I'm gonna go out dancing Go out dancing Go out dancing One last Saturday night one last Saturday night One last Saturday night One last Saturday Hey.